Hey everybody, welcome back to Staying Connected. This is Katie Wright, your host, and today I have Brooke with me. Hey Brooke. Hi Katie. Hey, so uh, how old are you, first off? Um, I'm 53. I'll be turning 54 in, in just a little over a month. Wow, happy early birthday. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when were you diagnosed with vascular Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome? Um, well, it was in um, 2007, so it was about a little over um, 11 years ago. Um, but it's been kind of a, a lifelong journey of trying to figure out what's been going on with, you know, my my body. Uh, we had uh, I had a lot of extremity injuries, you know, over the years. Um, you know, I can remember clear back to you know being seven years old and you know injuring my you know knee and having it you know fill up with fluid and and not being able to bend it for year, um, for quite a while. And and um, I, I remember after I was diagnosed, um, my mom said, she goes, I always thought you just, you know, uh, were accident prone or, you know, I, or you like being injured or something. I don't know what it was, but it was <laughs> really, and, you know, because I've had uh, so many um, joint injuries. You know, I've had seven dislocated shoulders, um, I kind of lost count on how many times my knee is either dislocated or, or you know, just kind of, um, I don't know, if disintegrated, but blown up and swollen and and um, uh, my ankles, um, you know, or had a, a an event at work. We decided to have a bowling night and, and I uh, ended up dislocating my elbow um, bowling and um, and it wasn't from any injury. It was just, you know, my youngest son said, hey, Dad, why don't you do a granny-style bowl? And so I rolled it like that, and my elbow dislocated. Ouch. And so so it was, you know, all of these, um, you know, unusual um, injuries, you know, that would happen. And, um, you know, there wasn't really a, any sort of a, a marker of, you know, what was going on. But, you know, for me, um, you know, I was... 25 years old and in you know really good good um, uh, health you know I was you know running a lot swimming um, and uh, I ended up you know being out in the woods with some friends and and uh, got struck in the neck and uh, by nothing really big and uh, I ended up developing a headache and uh, ended up after you know uh, stopping driving you know I that my uh, my right arm was kind of moving really oddly. I didn't really have control over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend said, "You know, Brooke, are you okay?" And I, uh, when I went to turn around, I ended up falling to the ground. And there's a long me back into into uh, the city, but um, I didn't have you know use of my uh, right leg, my arm. Um, I didn't know I couldn't open my right eye until the doctor um, opened my eye and shined the light in. And and um, unfortunately, the um, neurologist that was on call in the hospital had a patient come in the week prior that had very similar symptoms um, that had a dissected carotid artery. So one of the you know the first tests they did is they um, did a CAT scan. And um, identified that I had a dissected carotid artery, and so they put me on blood thinners and 
Um, I was in the hospital for um, 11 days, and um, I had a, I did a, an angiogram, and um, they identified that I had um, the the blockage and the the carotid, and um, had noticed that um, I had what was called um, tortuous um, a carotid artery. Basically, it was kind of like a a twisty, um, like a, a water slide, like, um, <laughs> and like one of the really fun ones that goes around in a circle. Yeah, kind of. Like yeah. Except, except not a really a good one to have. So, <laughs> so, um, anyway, and, um, there was just kind of a slight uh, conversation of, well, you know, that's kind of a, of a symptom of having, um, Ehlers-Danlos type four, but there's, you know, you don't look like you have it. You have, you know, you know, there's your skin isn't stretchy or, um, you know, the a lot of, you know, different symptoms they went through. It just, you know, you just don't look like you have it. And so, so um, that was kind of the last time it was, you know, ever brought up for, you know, a number of years. And, and um, you know, so I, you know, was released from the hospital. Everything was uh, fine, but you know, they're like, "Well, don't lift anything, you know, very heavy." And and it was challenging because you know, being you know, 25 years old and you know, strong and active and everything, to go to to doing you know nothing was really challenging. And and they wanted you um, to do that because of the dissected artery. Yes. Okay. They wanted that to to. Um, um, heal, and then um, uh, they had me on blood thinners, and and I ended up having you know reaction to the blood thinners where my kidneys were bleeding, and and um, so we went through you know all sorts of you know pro time tests, and and you know you know for the next year I kept um, bleeding you know a lot. Um, I my dad asked me to help him move some some uh, um, astroturf and when I grabbed the, the to one corner of it you know I ended up breaking so many you know veins in my uh, forearm that it turned my from my elbow to my wrist um, turned black and blue just by grabbing and pulling on something wow. and and so then I started you know going back to the you know, doctors to try to figure out well, why is this happening and they're like well maybe you should cut down on your the uh, um the aspirin that they had me taking so i you know did that and and then they started doing these little cuts on my arm to test to see how long it would take for my blood to clot and and uh, that you know after 30 minutes you know they would go yeah this is it should clot before then and 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 so you know was referred to doctors you know up in portland and and uh, you know, had to travel, you know, hundred miles or so to, to go see them, and and um, nothing was ever figured out, you know. And then there was another mention of, well, um, you know, you, you may have this, but it was never recommended that I take the test because it was like, well, you just have no visual um, tells that this is what's um, you, what you have, and and so. Um, it, Everything you know was kind of going you know fine you know life uh, events work um, ended up getting you know married had a you know couple of you know kids um, and then I was working on our property and um, I ended up you know 
when I went to move a stump, um, I grabbed it and went to toss it. I ended up poking myself with a, a stump and or a root, and they. Uh, I thought, well, that was kind of not very smart, and and it um, hurt a little bit, but nothing significant. So I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and ice it for a little while and get back to work. And mm-hmm. so I did that, and when I sat up on my on the couch, um, I felt felt this burst in my. Um, abdomen and um and i, I kind of uh, you know looked down and i saw this what and i, I don't know um, we talked a little bit about um alien uh, the movie alien and it was like this um knot was starting to protrude from my uh, you know kind of to the left of my you know navel and it was just like it was you know forcing its way out and it was about oh. the size of the size of my fist and it was like, oh my gosh! And so, um, that's so creepy. <laughs> I can't imagine like looking down and seeing that. <laughs> oh yeah, and and so I was the only one home, and so I get in my truck, and I'm you know starting to drive out a road. And fortunately, my wife and kids were coming back in, so I get out of my truck and pile in, and and um, I said we need to get to the hospital. So she's driving, and and she sees this knot sticking out as well, and she you know, and I'm trying to keep it you know, covered and, <laughs> and, um, you know, cause my kids are, you know, in the seat behind and, and, um, and anyway, and so I go in the hospital and they see this and they're just scrambling cause they've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. And, um, um, and I ended up bleeding, bleeding out about, um, 25% of my blood volume in about 10 minutes. And, Internally, uh, or um, it, it went out. It was internally. It was um, in, it was outside the abdominal wall, but under the skin, and so it was. You, you had this um, knot about the size of a football protruding out of your your stomach uh, area, wow. and um, you know the doctor, the my primary physician, you know, to this day, he says I've never seen anything that big, you know, you know, which is. You know, I guess I don't know if that's an honor, but I'm thinking <laughs> not. Um, How old were you and, at this point? Um, gosh, that was 2001 or two. So I was 30. Was it 38? This is still a few years yeah. before you were diagnosed. Yeah, 38. Yeah, that was before I was um, diagnosed. I was 38 at the time, and um, and no one. You know, the only qu- thought was that well, I was taking a um, an uh, eighty one milligrams of aspirin every day, mm-hmm. um, and so they thought, well, your blood was thinner. That's you know why you you know had you know such significant bleeding, and so, and to give you kind of an idea, is, you know, I I couldn't uh, my waist was four inches larger um, when after you know when I left the hospital then. Um, before I started bleeding, so that's kind of how much my fluid I had, and it was so tender. When I I ended up having, as I, I call them my maternity pants, um, <laughs> these Columbia um, pants that were um, didn't put any pressure on uh, that I could wear for. I had to do that for like six months before I could wear my clothes again. You know, my normal work clothes again, and. Um, Anyway, and so, um, you know, that went away. Everything, you know, was, you know, good. And and um, I ended up, you know, later 
uh, cracking a, a tooth and ended up having to have a, a root canal and uh, everything was you know went okay as far as um, through most of the procedure um, the guy gave me significant amounts of of uh, novocaine which has epinephrine in there which affects your your blood pressure and we're just nearly done with everything the the doctor and the nurse you know had you know left the room and I ended up you know getting um, you know this incredibly intense pain in kind of my upper region of my back and uh, and I've had you know all sorts of different you know the joint injuries the, the uh, hemorrhaging in my abdomen and this is the first time that I've had pain so intense that I started to black out and mm -hmm. so I um, you know you know, lowered my head and kept me from blacking out and and the doctor came back in and asked me what was going on and I told him that I was having you know some severe back pain and so they put some ice on it and and you know um, the pain went away so I ended up going back to um, driving back to work and uh, finishing the day out and went to one of my kids's after school activities and and the pain started coming back and and it um, after like 45 minutes or an, an hour of this it was we tried to go home and and uh, decided that we better go to the emergency room and so when I get there you know um, you know tell them what's going on and they could see that my back was spasming and so they're like well you must have injured your back somehow so they just gave me some muscle relaxant and and the spasming stopped and and so I you know went home and everything was fine and, and they did say that I should go to a chiropractor so I uh, went to uh, a chiropractor that was a friend and and told him described what had happened and he says if this you know ever happens again you know you call me and come right over he says I'll get you taken care of mm -hmm. so um, exactly a week later the pain came back and I called him and he said yeah come on over so um, I got there and and he tried to uh, get me on the table, but that wasn't, you know, working out very well because of the extreme pain. And uh, he ended up trying to adjust me and standing up. And, and anyway, and through all of you know his efforts, he said, this isn't your back. Um, he says, there's something else going on. And so he uh, said that, you know, head over to the hospital. And unfortunately, our town is small, so it only takes few minutes to get anywhere so I drove back over to the emergency room and and you know at that time it was you know difficult to breathe and and you know looking back you know thinking oh I'm driving around town and I'm having a hard time breathing probably wasn't the best thing for me to do but um, I get there and I tell them you know what's going on and they ask if if they had taken an x-ray the, the week prior mm -hmm. and and I said no so they took an x-ray and they came back and said that there's this large mass on your um, right lung that we have no idea um, what it is and they said that we'll need to admit you and um, we'll do this um, you know procedure well we'll go and put a um, needle into your pleura and drain out the fluid and we'll test what let's figure out what's going on mm -hmm. and so they drained out like 720 cc's of fluid and um tested it and everything was fine and so they're just like we have no idea um what caused that and so they referred me over to a, a 
pulmonologist over in in uh, Eugene, which is about seventy miles away, and, and a and, pulmonologist is like a lung doctor. Yes. Okay. And um, and uh, and um, doctor, uh, the doctor physician, he says he goes, you know, people refer me um, patients when they have no idea what's going on, and he says, and, and usually they, you know, figure out. Uh, I'm able to figure it out. He says. But I don't really have any idea. He says the best thing I can do is refer you to um, Stanford University. They have a kind of a Marfan's clinic um, down there, and they'll take a look at you and figure out what's going on. And oh, and and I I forgot to mention when I had, had the did the um, had the lung um, tests. They did a, a, a CAT scan, and they had found. Um, five uh, aneurysms um, on different um, parts of my body, and oh, wow. and um, and that was kind of a, a trigger of you know there's some sort of vascular um, issue going on, and so uh, we sent um, those tests down to Stanford. Um, I went down there; they um, looked at everything and. Yeah, I did all of the normal, you know, measurements and poking and prodding and pulling and everything. And it's just like, you know, um, we don't think you have um, vascular Ehlers-Danlos, but let's do this blood test just to be sure. He says, you know, we're like 97% sure that you don't have it. Oh, man. So this and, is like the third time that this had come up, right? Yes. Okay, because it seems like when you're 25 and then 38 or so, yes. and then again when this happened, how old were you? Um, this was in 2007, and okay. so I was 43. And um, so they did, a, at that time, um, they had me come back, and we did a, a full CAT scan. They did like the, from the, the torso and head and then and then down, you know, through my legs and just to get kind of a baseline of what kind of um, aneurysms that I had, you know, cover everything. And um, they did the blood test, and and um, it was uh, fortunately sent up to the University of Washington. Um, and uh, it was when I f first got to see um, a letter drafted by um, Dr. Peter Byers. And um, they were able to identify that I was... Uh, 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 I had vascular Ehlers-Danlos. It was a collagen 3A1 um, mutation. And, you know, at that time it was, you know, uh, didn't really mean, you know, a, a lot, but um, that I had some, you know, connective tissue, you know, challenge. And the, um, but then the doctors from Stanford, uh, you know, we're looking at all of the results, and um, at, at my final visit there, um, you know, they told me that um, you need to go home and um, basically, you know, get your final um, whatever in order, you know, basically, that oh I was, God. you know, not going to survive, and um, that... You know, I wasn't going to make it basically to my 44th birthday, and that was in three months. And um, they, uh, you know, said, well, well, what we can, you know, do is, because I've got a, 
um, aneurysm on my renal artery, mm -hmm. and you know that's part of you know what's causing the uh, uh, hypertension and blood thinners that we need to 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 kill that kidney, and um, and hopefully that'll you know lower the your blood pressure, and um, and then they had all of these other you know recommendations and. And fortunately, you know, I had this um, doctor in uh, Eugene, um, the pulmonologist, that was more more practical. And, and he's like, well, you know, before you know, through discussions, it's like, well, before we do, you know, go to that extreme, let's make sure, you know, test to see if the kidney's working it or not, because we don't want to just go ahead and and you know, uh, pinch off the blood flow to the kidney, and um, you know, because he might need it. You know, and and uh, and then we can treat the blood pressure. You know, with you know lots of different types of um, prescriptions. Mm -hmm. And so we went through. You know, you know, doing the beta blockers and the calcium blockers and and you know, all of these different you know types of you know blood thinners and and so or not blood thinners, excuse me. Um, uh, uh, blood pressure medications, and so we got a you know good as I call a cocktail of of uh, prescriptions together, and and you know I've been able to maintain my blood pressure, and and um, and so I really haven't had a, you know a lot of you know challenges. At least I thought you know yes, and when we you know keep getting older, and and you know because of of the limitations that they place on you, you know, recommendations if you want to have a life, long life is, you know, don't lift things, don't, you know, uh, be under stress. And, and, um, and so then, you know, as you're not doing anything, you kind of get into worse and worse physical shape. Yeah. And um, so I thought, well, you know, I'm, this was what, three years ago. So in 2015, um, you know, I was 51 years old. I thought, well, I should start, you know, working on my core a little bit, and so I don't get to be too terrible in condition. And so I did um, 20 crunches. I thought, well, I'll just start light and and um, see how that goes. And um, the workday went fine. You know, went to bed, um, and at, at about four o'clock in the morning, I remember rolling over in bed and I feel this burst in my abdomen again Oh no! and I'm like so I get up and I'm trying to figure out if this is you know really what I'm thinking it is and because you, you can can feel it's really weird how you can feel yourself you know bleeding you know internally and so um, my wife gets up and asks me what's going on and tell her. So we go into the emergency room and our emergency room, you know, isn't really, you know, handled or, or set up for handling, you know, special cases so much. Mm -hmm. And I go in there and fortunately I had a nurse that was just, um, he was just willing to listen. You know, there wasn't a doctor available. And so I, you know, told them, you know, what I needed and they did that. And, you know, they admitted me into the hospital and, and we were thinking that they needed to transfer me over to um, Eugene. And, and I said, well, you know, potentially the bleeding will stop, you know, and so they just put me under kind of a compressed wrap to, to put pressure on everything. And, and eventually the, the bleeding stopped. 
and um, uh, you know, and again, it was about the same situation where I my waist was four inches larger than before, wow. and and you know, so I just kind of you know went through that same thing again, and so um, you know, it kind of you know brings back to the forefront of of you know this wonderful uh, genetic issue you know i don't know if you call it a disease or it's just you know who i am i mean it's yeah i didn't forget to mention because i looked down at my leg and um gosh it was um about 2009 i ended up slipping and um hitting my leg on the on my deck and um i thought well you know again one of those oh that was kind of foolish and and uh, elevated my leg and I went to put my foot down and um, the pain was so bad I mean it was uh, ended up going into the emergency room and um, I ended up having it's called um, it's like a compression or a, a compartmentalization of my calf area where the swelling was so um, extreme that it was pushing on the the uh, nerves in my leg and mm-hmm. it just made for just incredible amounts of pain and it, it was just uh and i'm still to this day dealing with issues with that little incident so wow so let me take let me go back to um the internal bleeding from when you did the crunches yeah what was did they ever figure out what exactly is bleeding in there um, not really. Um, you know, we had um, went through and had more um, CAT scans, and there's you know they looked at the area and you know figured out well you you know must have just you know tore your um, a muscle in your abdomen mm-hmm. and um, and you know that caused the, the hemorrhaging. I mean, it was just. And that's sort of the challenging thing as far as for me is, um, you know, they they can't quite pinpoint, you know, either a, um, an artery that's, you know, ruptured or, you know, it's hard to identify the muscle that's torn, yeah. but they can kind of tell, you know, sort of where the, the um, blood is originating from and... Uh, so, and as I call it, because it, you know, when you're, you have that amount of um, blood volume in the area, a lot of times your body has a hard time kind of flushing it all out. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, to this day, I still have remnants of, of uh, uh, I don't know if it calcifies or so in, in your side. And so it makes for, you know, sitting to be challenging. You know, I have a, a stand-up desk at my desk um, so that I can, you know, get through the day um, from, you know, just the discomfort of of uh, having the, the, the remnants of the fluid from the, even the, the first event yeah. back in 2002. That's incredible. It sounds like you've gotten really lucky. I've been um, really lucky. I mean, blessed. I don't know if blessed or, or um, you know, how um, you can describe it. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, my well, my first stroke, um, or hopefully my only stroke, um, was, 
you know, a few, you know, an hour prior, I was, you know, five miles away from my friends, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And so if it would have occurred then, you know, who knows what the results would have been. Um, And, um, you know, and that, and so, um, you know, it's, something I'm dealing with and, and right now, you know, we're kind of moving forward. We were really lucky to go to the um, uh, gathering in, in Seattle where um, Dr. Byers and um, uh, uh, Dr. Shalhoub, um, yeah, uh, put together. Um, this is where you and I met. Yeah, they're um, amazing. <laughs> met some other people, heard their stories. And, you know, the wonderful thing is, is that like my kids um, who haven't been tested, um, my younger son um, didn't want to get tested. Anyway, um, you know, with my kids, um, you know, they didn't want um, to know because, you know, they've got to see what, you know, events that I've gone through. And so, um, you know, going to the gathering up in in uh, Seattle um, my kids you know both have decided to be tested because you know we're learning that uh, um, knowing is better than not mm-hmm. and um, how old are they um, <clears throat> my youngest son just turned 21 mm-hmm. and um, Next month, um, my older son will be 23, so. Wow. And I'm sorry, this is just. There's no reason to apologize. It's very, it's a, it's a very emotional story and it's a, it's a really incredibly daunting thing to have. So your amount of positivity is amazing and we all have emotional moments and there's nothing to apologize for there. Just take as much time as you need. Well, fortunately, I'm, you know, blessed with having, you know, wonderful kids. Um, My wife has, you know, been there every step of the way for me. And um, her parents are wonderful. You know, my family is, is my dad's wonderful. Um, fortunately, you know, when I was diagnosed, um, my dad was tested and um, he, you know, fortunately didn't have, you know, it. my brother was tested and he fortunately was, um, didn't have it. And uh, my sister decided not to, and uh, my mom, you know, didn't as well. and. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is that when you, you know, kind of look at uh, me and my mother and my um, grandfather on my mom's side, and we all have a very similar look. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, been curious about um, uh, seeing if she would be, you know, if we could do a test on her as well to see if kind of that is the direction that it was genetic you know, substitution came from or, or, uh, um, if I'm just, uh, the start of it. So, 
Yeah, and they have talked about the mosaic mutation. They talked a bit about that when we were in Seattle. I think that we, we think that my mom is probably mosaic. It's where they show a lot of the features, but they don't have it, I think. It's like, it's almost there. <laughs> yeah. But not quite, is like my understanding. <laughs> yeah, that could very well be. And, and you know, the um, I'm kind of, you know, jumping around a little bit, but, um, you know, it was interesting. My, um, I was, you know, born in, in um, Las Vegas, and my dad was a photographer for Pan Am where he was taking pictures of all of these nuclear tests and, and things. And, and um, my mom had um, thought it was because he had been, you know, kind of radiated from, you know, these tests that her skin kind of changed, you know, as far as her legs and, and, and being susceptible to, I don't know if it was freckling or whatever. I always talked about something like that, thinking that it was, but it was like, you know, and I look at, you know, when I'm, you know, in the sun, that my skin kind of does the same thing as hers. And so that might just be a genetic thing, but it's kind of maybe that mosaic um, transference or however you, yeah. however it's figured out, but. Yeah, I'm interested to learn more about that as they as they do research. Yeah. So, anyway, you know, when, um, I started talking about my kids, and you know, they're you know getting you know tested in a week, and this is has to do with you know our travels to Seattle, and and I really appreciate you know the people and their stories that they show, shared and and their. Uh, um, the challenges that they were placed in and it really helped you know us talk with our kids and identify the importance of being tested and yeah. and uh, so that's kind of my story so when will they get their test results were they both recently tested uh, the younger son he's going to be tested um, tomorrow um, oh. and so it'll be I'm not sure how long it'll take if it's three or six weeks to get the results and then we'll be working at getting our my older son over to um, the valley to to be tested um, he's you know both of them work but fortunately um, the younger son has um, a day off tomorrow and and the older son he works most of the week so it's just working at getting him over to the lab yeah well it's so good that they've decided to get tested because it is it's so much easier in some ways to know because if you have an emergency, like you've, you've experienced it, you know, you had a, a dissection in the woods and, and a stroke and then um, the thing with your lungs, you know, and you didn't know that you had this at that time and it might have been something that would have been looked at more seriously if, if it had. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and um, when I... You know, go into the dentist um, now. I mean, and, and you know, with the reaction and the 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 understanding of keeping my blood pressure, you know, low, is that you know we monitor anything. If I have a need a filling or or anything, it's you know everyone is aware that we need to keep me keep my blood pressure low and and uh, to hopefully prevent any sort of additional issues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what makes it so important to be tested. 
Yeah. I'm like a huge proponent of of testing because it's I mean, I wasn't tested for three years after they told me I didn't have it, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. what took it so long to figure out what was wrong with my neck, so it's just amazing. I, I can't believe I didn't test you after you <laughs> had the stroke and carotid artery dissection when you were twenty five. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that's just you know, and I think at that time it's because they did, you know, the, you know, need to take the tissue samples, I think, in, in 1989. And, yeah. And, and then it was took a few years. But, yeah, the, the number of doctors that I went to that kept saying, well, you know, you might, but you really don't look like it. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, they had the answer. Like, they were right there on the answer. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it would be really, I mean, the, the events that potentially, you know, wouldn't have occurred. But, right. you know. So what kind of I'll, things do you do now? What do you like to do? Do you keep physically active at all? What do you? Uh, no, I mean, I try to walk, um, you know, but, you know, they, they, every time I try to do um, any sort of physical activity, you know, I have something happen. I mean, we were, my wife and I started walking again um, in town. You know, it's like, well, we'll be on flat ground, so it won't be fine. Well, so, um, you know, we decided that since my son is a, um, one of the, um, during the summer, is a assistant ranger at one of the, um, the, the parks north of where we live, there's like, I don't know, 20 mile stretch of parks that he takes care of. And, yeah. and, um, we would go look at what some of the work that he'd been doing. Cause he built, helped build this 60 foot expansion bridge and all of these trails and things. And so we walked that and it was seven miles and it wasn't, you know, you know, really that, you know, physically demanding. And so a couple of days later, I'm standing at my desk at work and something in my knee, you know, just pops. And it was just like, oh, that really kind of hurt. And I went to step, and and my knee was slots, like there was something in in my, you know, in my knee that was preventing it from bending. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to, I had to, you know, call my family, you know, finish the work day limping around. It didn't hurt to stand on, but I couldn't bend it, and it hurt to bend. And so I had to call, you know, my son and my wife came in and got the car and I rode in the back of his forerunner to, to make it home. And, and, you know, two days of icing and elevating and, and whatever was wrong, you know, popped back into place and I could bend my knee again. And, and, you know, a week of sitting down and, and I was ready to go, you know, again and, so it's just really challenging. I mean, I tried swimming. Um, I was doing reasonably well with that, and mm-hmm. and uh, but I've dislocated my shoulder so many times that you know after swimming for you know f- you know five or six months straight, you know my shoulders would be so sore after just a few laps that I couldn't do that any longer. Wow. And um, so it's just trying to find a balance and and um my you know doctors always you know going you need to exercise more but you can't get your heart rate over 110 and um and then you know when i try to do you know anything walking on flat ground or 
you know, anything. I just, you know, keep having things that I have to, you know, work at overcoming. And so I think that's, you know, my biggest um, challenge uh, is overcoming everything. Yeah. And uh, finding out what works for me. Yeah, and let me know what you what you end up finding out that works for you, because I mean it, yeah. that's got a huge challenge. It sounds like. Yeah, well, and and you know I hope um, you know one of the things that was interesting, um, and it could have been just um, the stage of life you know people are in, but at the you know gathering that we had, you know I looked at it and I was like the oldest person with you know. Ehlers, you know, vascular Ehlers Danlos in the room. Um, I was like, I felt like I could be the parents of most of everyone, you know, uh, uh, the patients there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I hope that, you know, for me to, you know, be in, you know, the age I am, that I'm, you know, uh, a positive, you know, reaffirmation that as long as we take care of ourselves and try to stay healthy and everything, that we can have a, a you know, uh, long life. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you know, you look at the statistics and they say different, but it's, I think it's more of a, because you don't know. Um, yeah. and if you do know, when you take care of yourself that you can, can, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy having, you know, wonderful families. I'm, you know, blessed with my kids and, and I call them kids, but they're adults. And, <laughs> and, you know, my wife is, you know, such a wonderful supporter and, and um, so I really feel that I'm, you know, blessed. Yeah, and it was, it was certainly inspiring to meet you and talk to you, especially there, because it was, you're right, I, you're one of the older people that I met. I I don't know if I've, <laughs> not to call you old, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, it is inspiring to meet somebody in their 50s with this, because... You know, most of the people that I've met are around my age or younger, and have had some have had more severe complications than I've had yet, and you know, some haven't had any yet, and they're just in the beginnings of their lives. And to meet somebody in their fifties is pretty inspiring. Yeah, it's hopeful. You know, it gives me hope. Oh yeah, it's I, so easy I, to just sit here and be like, well, you know, might not live too long, but I'm gonna live a good life. It's so easy to think that in my 30s something could happen or you know i might not make it to 30 or whatever so yeah try not but, to focus on that <laughs> no you you know it's it's um you know one of the uh I, I you know when i talk about i probably drive my kids crazy a lot about the different things that you know have helped me and and um you know I, when i was um diagnosed with um you know this you know, it was, it was pretty, you know, takes the wind out of your sails, or at least it did for me. And yeah. and um, kind of a sort of a little bit of a depression kind of a thing going on. And and, and my doctor and Eugene, he was just, you know, really supportive. And, and we talked about a lot of things and it kind of helped a little bit. And, um, you know, I, and I've got to mention this because it's just really what, you know, helped me as I was sitting in the movie theater watching a Disney movie called Meet the Robinsons. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of it, there was a little letter that was written by um, Walt Disney, and it had to deal with um, failure and 
because um, uh, a, a movie that they did apparently wasn't you know, as successful as it, you know, they had thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And he describes that, um, you know, if you take, you just look at that and stop and, and you don't um, learn from it and move forward um, from the knowledge that you gained, then you, you, it was a failure. But if you keep moving forward from that spot, and so I kind of pulled that keep moving forward from the date of my diagnosis, you know, every day to be, you know, as positive as I can be. I mean, it's um, enjoy, you know, everything, you know, love your kids, your wife, um, you know, people you work with and and try to elevate them and and make a difference. Um, I think it it makes me, you know, a, a better person. It makes me enjoy life so much more. I love that. I really, I do. I love that. I've, I've. <laughs> now I'm gonna start getting emotional. <laughs> no, I love but, it. Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, so this has been wonderful. Yeah, this has been great. So, um, thank you again so much for for talking to me today, and it was so great to meet you in Seattle. Great. So thank you everybody for listening. This was Staying Connected and this was Brooke. Um, New episodes are coming out on the last Sunday of every month. Hopefully one day we'll have more episodes more frequent than that. But for right now I'm sticking to last Sunday of every month. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll talk to you soon.